Good morning, everybody. We've got a mixed trade in the grain markets here early on Wednesday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. March corn unchanged at 5.90 and a quarter. March soybean futures up three and a half cents at 12.68. March Chicago wheat down eight cents at 7.79. March Kansas City wheat is down seven at 8.04 and three quarters. Uh, the spring wheat market off a little bit as well. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a rating or review. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, leave me a comment. All of those things will help me out to grow this channel. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www www.standardgrain.com. Click on grain marketing plan here in the upper right-hand corner. I've got a subscription service for $49.99 a month. Uh, you should check it out. It's a ton of information direct from me every single day. Emails, text messages, subscriber-only videos, um, all of my grain marketing recommendations, a lot of educational type stuff. Give this deal a shot, guys. No other feed, no other obligation. Um, you can cancel it at absolutely any time. We've got a crush report from NOPA that will be out uh, later this morning. This is uh, the November data from the uh, National Oilseed Processors Association. We're looking for a strong number. 181.6 million bushels is the expectation ahead of the report. That would be down a little bit from 184 in October, up a little bit from November of last year. If realized, that 181.6 would be the fifth best monthly crush number on record. If realized, crush margins here in the U.S. are pretty good. Um, I kind of expect this to continue for a little while here. And, and this is something that we need because, you know, the, the export program has some issues. Um, we had delays at the front end. I think that Brazil is going to be done with, with soybeans early. So the exports may not quite be where they where we need them to be. But ideally, some of that will be offset via domestic crush. South Brazil and Argentina are going to stay dry. Forecast really doesn't look too good. And uh, these are areas that have been kind of experiencing a drying pattern here as of late over the last 30 days. These areas of South Brazil and Argentina have been uh, drier than normal, certainly. Uh, this morning's forecast not offering much relief here over the next seven days. Uh, more dry weather for a lot of South Brazil, Argentina. The grain exchange in Argentina said yesterday that the country's weather outlook poses a big challenge for soybean and corn production, given lower than expected rainfall and an active La Nina pattern. Um, planting in Argentina is moving forward. Corn planting is about 40% complete. Soybean planting in Argentina, about 56% complete. I think the trade is starting to pay a little bit more attention to this. I think the trade is... Um, concerned about the Argentina situation. I think they're concerned in particular about the first corn crop in Brazil, um, a lot of which is in the southern area. So there is uh, certainly some concern building there, and uh, it's something that we're going to have to watch a little bit more closely as time moves on here. Inflation at uh, the wholesale level hit a record high in November. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics released its monthly producer price index report yesterday. Wholesale prices were up 9.6% in November versus the same month last year. That's the largest annual increase on record, although those records only go back to 2010. Traders expected a number near 9.2% ahead of the report. When you break it down by goods and services, uh, demand for goods in general were up more, 1.2% on the month, services up uh, 0.7% on the month. That PPI data is, in a lot of instances, the first commercial transaction for many products and some services. So some people might argue that that's a sign of things to come uh, for your CPI numbers, which is is on the consumer side. Um, here's the chart of this, and it's like, you know, we're off the charts because this is uh, the highest level, of course, on record. But 9.6% is a, uh, a pretty hot level of inflation, I guess would be the uh, way to describe it. China will raise import tariffs on pork. Um, they're going to basically go back to where they were pre-2020. Uh, in 2020, China reduced their pork um, 
import tariffs from 12% down to 8% uh, when meat prices were surging following the initial COVID panic. They're going to go back to 12% is what they're going to do. Um, this is probably not a positive necessarily for uh, U.S. pork exports. Uh, this was a quote from uh, Joel Haggard, who is the senior vice president of for the Asia Pacific at the U.S. Meat Exporters Federation. He said this, any increase in tax makes it more challenging for U.S. exporters. Um, so Chinese pork imports in total are down 8% year to date from the same period last year. But uh, that's a number that I suppose could get worse. Congress appro approved an increase to the uh, debt limit. We're now up to $31.4 trillion after a $2.5 trillion increase was approved. As I've discussed previously, guys, the debt limit issue is really nothing more than a political charade. In this instance, Republicans will use the increase to blame Democrats for irresponsible spending and things along those lines. The exact opposite is true when Republicans in power, uh, the, the when Republicans are in power, um, the debt limit goes up no matter who's in office. And here's a chart if you're watching on YouTube of the debt limit over the years. Um, it, it really started to increase here around 2000. So I mean, under Bush, it went up under Obama, it went up. Um, uh, it went up under Trump, and it's going up under Biden. So I mean, it, it's going up under every modern White House administration. So it's not really like a one party versus the other type deal. This is just something that constantly happens. Uh, as I've discussed before, uh, you've got to raise the debt limit to avoid a default. The U.S. can't run out of money. It's become glaringly obvious over the last um, 12 or 13 years that we can create or print as much money as we would ever need uh, here in this country. So uh, yeah, that's the deal. More debt. Federal Reserve is expected to announce a more rapid transition away from its easy money policies today. So you're going to see the minutes from uh, this week's Fed meeting out at 1 p.m. Central Time today. The statement from this week's meeting um, is likely to include a whole bunch of stuff. Traders are watching for any adjustment in the view on inflation. You know, Powell said recently that they're retiring the word transitory, uh, indicating that this inflation is, in fact, um, a little bit more permanent, I suppose would be one way to put it. Uh, they're also going to perhaps announce a quicker tapering process in regard to their monthly asset purchases. Traders will also uh, be watching for any comment regarding the Fed's balance sheet, which has ballooned to $8.7 trillion. Um, the Fed balance sheet was down at like $4 trillion pre-COVID. It's ballooned to $8.7 trillion. And essentially, this uh, chart, if you're watching on YouTube of U.S. Federal Reserve assets, this is a good indication of how much money we've printed. Uh, when we print money, essentially, they push a button on a computer at the Fed, and then um, they trade the cash for uh, U.S. Treasuries uh, with the government. And this this $8.7 trillion and this really like $5 trillion since COVID is, is a good indication of the money that's actually been printed. But uh, financial markets are very much interested in this Fed situation. Um, I think the interest rate situation is going to be the biggest thing moving forward. Uh, the trade expects Fed officials to release a new forecast that will indicate two to three rate hikes next year and then three to four rate hikes in 2023. These are all small rate hikes and you're not going to get that Fed fund rate above two, two and a half percent even by the end of next year. But uh, they're probably going to lay out some sort of path to higher interest rates. The cattle market um, uh, yesterday finished the day. Let's see here. Sorry, I got to pull my charts up. Uh, finished the day a little bit lower and uh, cash cattle traded some 138 in Kansas on a light volume. The box beef market was sharply lower yesterday. We'll see if we can find some footing here today. In the outside markets, uh, we've got the S&P and the Dow both just marginally higher. Bonds a little bit lower. Precious metals uh, down a little bit. Crude oil is down 78 cents 
uh, in the January WTI at 69.95. Remember, guys, that Fed announcement is at 1 p.m. Central today, so be prepared for a little bit of volatility, certainly in the outside markets and maybe even in some of our ag markets around that time. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you same time tomorrow.